getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com/rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. We are live, but you know the drill. We must let it breathe. Because, guys, remix. Facebook is important. And we are good. Golly, welcome in, everybody. It's the Huddle Up Podcast. The gut reaction, no less, presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Blue Wire Pods. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me is my fellow football priest and the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com, Zach Kelberman. And we are coming to you for the first time since 2018, Zach, with a victory in September, (laughs) mind blow <laughs> yeah yeah uh chad uh the broncos uh, full disclosure here they came out and played a lot better teddy bridgewater included we'll get to him i'm sure a lot later uh, we'll get to melvin gordon as a team though they out coached they outplayed, and they outclassed their week one opponent and it might be the giants but i'm not apologizing for any victory this was resounding this was the turn i think of a different broncos team they just hit different this year chad they they were doing things on offense we haven't seen since peyton manning we they were doing things on defense we haven't seen since super bowl 50 it's not an exaggeration to say this was a tone setter for the entire season. Vic Fangio got the monkey off his back in September. Teddy Bridgewater got the monkey off his back when it comes to did he earn the starting competition over Drew Locke? No doubt about it now. He was the right choice. At least in this game, he looked really damn good. I'm feeling amazingly pumped up about the Broncos' prospects this year, and I will say this. If Bridgewater can play like that, the Broncos can scheme like that, shockingly enough, and they can bring that to the table every week. They're going to win a lot of ball games in 2021. Guys, real quick, um, we're here to celebrate, enjoy, and break down a Denver Broncos victory. Uh, dunking on people who are uh, skeptical of Teddy, especially our key community members, I don't want to see it. If I see it, you're going to get kicked out. All right? Let's keep it positive. It's a happy time. I mean, It's a happy time, guys. All right? 
So I love it here. Base Gaze jumping in early with the super with the hashtag Tedum Hate. And you know what? We might have to roll with this. It's sticking. It's sticking. Yeah. He says, I really loved his poise in the pocket. Uh, he was cooking with two gloves today, and Vaughn is back. Vaughn most definitely was at two sacks, I think, he clocked today. He was uh, an animal, and that's something that was just more than encouraging, more than encouraging. But let me just talk about Teddy real quick. Teddy Bridgewater was everything you could have hoped for after the Broncos made that controversial decision to, to name him the starter at, uh, in place of Drew Locke. He was efficient. He was, uh, you know, gritty, will to win. When the chips were down in key moments, we'll talk about third downs, we'll talk about fourth downs, and we'll talk about red zone. He got the job done. I was a little bit worried for a second there, Zach, that I was going to have to stand up on this desk and do the uh, Rocky Top jig, the Peyton Manning jig, because I thought they were going to cross 30 points, and I vowed that if I if they did, I would. Thankfully, <laughs> I don't got to break out my dancing shoes. Uh, so either way, Teddy was absolutely – impressive was he um uh patrick mahomes circa 2018 dynamic oh. blow mind no but he doesn't need to be he right. was very very good very efficient leadership was palpable uh that football iq was palpable he showed some zip and some juice with his arm which yep. at times which impressed me and the biggest thing zach that i love to see from him was in the key moments he executed even Patrick Mahomes circa 2021. Did y'all see that touchdown he threw to Tyreek Hill? Did y'all see the, the comeback? Kansas City is unbelievable. Mahomes is unbelievable. In terms of Von Miller, he finished his first Broncos game since 2019 with three solo tackles, two sacks, and two quarterback hits. I think that'll do for a Broncos defense that was without his partner in crime, Bradley Chubb. And they made the right call, by the way, resting Chubb, because they did not need him for this game. In terms of Teddy Bridgewater, I'm going to take it a step further, and I don't want to overreact to one game, a week one game. A lot can and might still change. He really, really impressed me. His pocket presence, his poise, his athleticism, his maneuverability to get out of sacks, get out of pressure, and most glaringly, his arm strength. He was making 20-yard out route ropes look, uh, you know, mundane, ordinary. He made a throw. I think it was to K.J. Hamler. It was a busted coverage, but he had a defender draped around his waist, and he uncorked a frozen rope. If he plays like that, they're going to crack double-digit wins. If he plays like that, and the offense can be that um, efficient, that productive, that ball control, that imposing, they can with this defense, go toe-to-toe with Kansas City. Again, I'm riding high off a win, Chad. I'm trying not to be subjective. I'm trying to be objective here. It is still one victory. It was a lesser opponent, but I literally could not have asked for more from Teddy and the Broncos in this game. Listen up, Broncos country. Tick Pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Huddle Up podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Denver Broncos football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. That's right, guys. When we were searching for tickets for the MHH meet and greet for week three at home, Broncos versus Jets,
bets, TickPick had us locked down. So visit TickPick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save $10 on your first order of Broncos tickets. And they got over that elusive 23-point mark, which has just been another thorn in this team's side offensively. Uh, Jonathan Cameron, thank you for that super chat thank up you. there in Canada. We do appreciate it. Guys, there is a lot to get to um, tonight, especially as it relates to the entire performance. We don't want to just – I mean, there's a lot to talk about as it as relates uh, Teddy Bridgewater, and we're going to continue breaking that down trust on that um but there's also there were many notable performances many critical moments and just cool stuff to talk about in this game we're going to get to all of that but first zach we got to say thank you to the presenting sponsor of tonight's live stream pod betql guys hey the nfl season is here gambling is legal across the u.s and you know what the gambling has made it all the more fun to watch nfl football on game days and it's so much so that NFL teams are partnering up with sportsbooks as actual sponsors. And so it's like in the same way that the Broncos are going to use a subscription to Pro Football Focus for their advanced analytics to give them that edge on game day, BetQL is here to provide bettors with the tools to win bets when the chips are down. So here's how you can get an advantage over your sportsbook. First and foremost, guys, you got to download the BetQL app. It's the only app you're going to need to make smart bets because BetQL's Best Bets computer model, it scans over 350,000 unique bets per year to give you the best bet recommendation for every game, and that's across all major sports, giving you the logic behind why you place the bet. All right, and BetQL's model covers everything from spreads, over-unders, and even player prop bets. Zach. Yeah, BetQL, this is a great service, guys. I know we have a lot of bettors amongst us. BetQL provides the sharp data so you can see who the pros are backing with this platform, as well as line movement so you can jump on betting opportunities in real time. BetQL also offers team summaries highlighting previous success against the spread and the over-under, as well as breaking news when lineups change and injury statuses are updated. Plus, guys, you can save all of your picks in one place to track your success and winning streaks, as well as view your rank on their leaderboards. Absolutely, absolutely. Sorry, I was having fun with the email thing there. So, guys, give yourself the edge on game day and head to the App Store or Google Play right now to download BetQL. If you're on a browser, you can head to try.betql.co slash mhh, try.betql.co slash mhh to get started now. The easiest thing is download the app. When you go to checkout, use code MHH, and you'll get 25% off any and all BetQL subscription offerings. Yeah, last thing, guys, be sure to check out BetQL's BetMGM offer in the description of this video below in order to receive a free year of BetQL and download the BetQL app and use the code MHH at checkout for 25% off and arm yourself with all the weapons you need to beat your bookie on game day. Okay, I'm going to try and do a uh, share screen here because we have um, a lot of super. Actually, before I get to the supers, I just want to give everybody on Facebook an update on where we're at uh, with our quest for 250,000 stars in the month of September, at which point, of course, we are going to raffle off a Justin Simmons jersey. And we really launched that, announcing it on Wednesday, although it's been rolling. Everyone who put in stars from September through uh, September one through now, they're qualified and in. We're at fifteen percent, almost halfway through the month. I have no doubt now that football's here and people are excited. We got something to really talk about again. 
We're going to get to that 250K goal. When we do, we will raffle off a uh, Justin Simmons jersey to the people who contributed to the stars. Only those on Facebook who are showing love to the channel and putting in the stars are going to be entered into the drawing. And on YouTube, we're doing the exact same thing. So get your supers. Each one's going to add up at the end of the month. We'll take the top five uh, most super chats. So the, the superstars with the most individual super chats add it up. All right. Put five names into a hat draw. That person will get a Justin Simmons jersey as well. Real quick, just so people can see the leaderboard as we begin September. This will be really quick. Zeus at one, Michael at two, Randy at three, Chris Hernandez. Love Chris, dude. It's been great seeing him back in the chats at four. Uh, Shane Daniels, including today during Kelberman's Corner. Shane Daniels at five. Howie Frickin' Day, who won the Von Miller jersey at six. Lawrence Rivera, Simon Weeb, Pete Middleton, and then Travis Weber round out the top ten with Gary Leach Palmer just narrowly on the outside looking in. But but Gary Leach Palmer is a legend, and he will work his way into that conversation. All right, Zach, let me uh, scroll down here because I know we have missed a ton, and this is probably how we're going to have to do it tonight. Jake Gerard, thank you, bro. He got, he got in early, Zach, to say, welcome back, Vaughn Miller, and winning in September. I know, the, the streak has been snapped, Zach, and it was Finally. maybe not quite as monumental of Steve Young getting the monkey off his back when he won that Super Bowl in the 90s, but Vic Fangio had to f- be feeling pretty light on his feet tonight. I mean, when you win by two touchdowns, when your quarterback goes 28 of 36 for 264, two touchdowns, no picks, and also when your running back runs for over 100 yards, Chad, that's a good day at the office. When when your franchise pass rusher in his first game back since 2019 has two sacks and three tackles for a loss, I mean, literally, there are no ugly components of this game. The worst thing to come out of this victory was Jerry Judy's injury. And real quick, for those asking, according to Benjamin Albright, he just put out a tweet, Jerry Judy is projected to miss six to eight weeks with his high ankle sprain. It could be worse. It looked like he broke something, Chad. I thought Achilles or broken ankle, it was not pretty. So six to eight weeks is actually best case scenario considering what could have been. And it's absolutely heartbreaking because the kid worked his tail off, man, to overcome the dropsies. And I mean, no one could cover this cat. Everyone, including the Vikings during that week of practice or those two joint practices anyway, I mean, they were their jaws were on the floor because of this kid. So it's it's honestly heartbreaking. And you know, getting uh, Teddy Bridgewater under center was going to be great. I mean, he left the field when he got carted off. Jerry Judy led the Broncos in receiving with six receptions for seventy-two yards, including that big twenty-yard catch on a third and seven. Needed to be caught. Needed a big play, and he and he brought it down for the Broncos. So that is a bummer, Zach. Thank you for the update. Uh, real quick, here we got Red John jumping in. This D looked amazing for its first game together, minus Bradley Chubb. You can tell this secondary is super hungry for their first pick. And then piggybacking off that, Zach, is John Figueroa. Thank you, Jonathan. Good to see you, bro, and thank you for the generosity. He says, 2015 season vibes. Von Miller will break his sack record. Pookie is a beast. Uh, Teddy proven me wrong. If he can play like that every Sunday, we might have a Super Bowl contending team with this nasty defense. Patrick, uh, Sertan, underrated, O-line equals great. And then two more real quick, Zach. Sam Bam, love you. Thank you. 1-0. and oh, Let's pray we can get Judy back within the next couple weeks. Unfortunately, it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. And then Dwayne here jumping in uh, with a, a super chat. But, Zach, real quick, and then we're going to get Chris here. Uh, your thoughts on this being uh, smacking of some 2015 vibes yeah. already. 
they have some to clean up. I, I shouldn't say the game was absolutely flawless. Kyle Fuller, he was beating coverage. Pastor Tam was beating coverage. The defense was a little leaky toward the end. I mean, it, it was about a 9.9, if not, you know, if it wasn't a 10 overall. I really wouldn't go so far as Super Bowl just yet. This was still week one. This was still the Giants. If they can do this against Baltimore in week four or when they play Kansas City this season, then I will start to talk Super Bowl. For now, though, I am fixated and focused on wild card. And I said this earlier in the show tonight, Chad. If Teddy plays the way he did tonight and the Broncos come out with that preparation and that level of scheming on offense and defense, they will win at least nine games, if not 10 or maybe 11. This will be a playoff season if they can keep and match this performance going forward. Uh, We got one here from Chris Hernandez, an OG superstar here. Love you, bro. Thank you for that. His supers typically are always symbolic, and the Broncos did put up 27 points. So here's a $27 super chat. Thank you, brother. He says, out freaking standing from coaching to execution. Go Broncos. Let's go. Click those little thumbs up. Yes, guys, reminder, please, like the video if you're on YouTube, Facebook. Helps us out tremendously. And then Seth Harmon jumping in as well to say, Vaughn is on pace for 30 sacks and Teddy for 30 touchdowns. Yeah, dude, if Teddy were to get to 30 touchdowns, man, that would be – talk about a Pro Bowl season. That would be a Pro Bowl – I would guess that would lead him to a Pro Bowl year. But, Zach, as you and I talked about right before we went live, we were like, man, Teddy was good today. That was impressive. I said, hey – he absolutely was. And that talent around him, the weaponry, yeah. the offensive line, I mean, it was palpable. Yeah, uh, that's a good point, Chad. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Big credit to the Broncos' offensive line. They were dominant. I, w- I, I would use that word in pass protection. This was not an easy defensive line. They have Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams. They have a pretty imposing front seven. And pass pro held up really, really well. You know who whose one name we didn't hear today? Lloyd Cushenberry. All the hand-wringing and, and, and neck-clutching about him, about him holding up at center, he was really well at the point of attack against someone, like I said, uh, of Leonard Williams' capacity. The offensive line played great. Teddy played outstanding. And also Melvin Gordon. This is a guy, Chad, I haven't been too friendly about. I haven't been too complimentary to. And for the most of the game, he was thoroughly outplayed by Javante. Williams just has a different gear when he hits uh, you know, the edge. I didn't realize, though, Gordon was capable of doing what he did to that Giants defense. The way he ran away from them to, to have that breakaway speed, if they can get that from Melvin and you sprinkle in Javante and you still have the weapons even without Judy and Teddy plays that proficiently and that pro- productively, this offense could surprise a lot of people, you and I included. Absolutely. Real quick, an update on the star senders for Tonight on Facebook, Michael at the top of the food chain here. Thank you, brother. Shane Daniels, thank you. Zeus, love you, bro. And he's also got a super chat we're going to grab here in a second. Claude Riley, appreciate you. Gary Leeds Palmer, James Grossman, Steve Griffith, where you been, dog? Good to see you. Pete Middleton, uh, Corwin Robinson, Howie Frickin' Day, David Wilder, Anthony Bradshaw. Appreciate each and every one of you. We're going to try to get to your questions and comments, but it's hot and heavy tonight, so bear with us. Zach, here's Malachi Smith. Appreciate that, Malachi. Good to see you in the chat again. He says, I'm glad to be wrong about Teddy. He took shots when they were there and made great decisions. This whole offense has grown. We saw that when KJ uh, bailed Teddy out. We weren't seeing that uh, the last few years. Imagine, Zach, what Teddy's stat line might have looked like if KJ catches that wide-open touchdown in the end zone. And what's funny about that is this will will be the only – 
the uh, semi-negative thing I'm going to say about the Teddy thing today, and it's not even about Teddy. It's about people. If that would have been Drew Locke throwing that and it's dropped by KJ, they would have said, man, just a little bit underthrown. If he wouldn't have underthrown that, golly, you know, uh, KJ would have caught it. It was just a hair underthrown. But you've got to catch that, KJ. Let's go. Exactly. Yeah, it wasn't like the throw to Noah Fant. That was an underthrow on Teddy's part. You have to catch that if you're KJ Hamler. It wasn't perfectly in stride, but you get paid to catch the ball. Uh, Fortunately, though, Hamler made up for his drop later in the game, and it looks like they're developing a solid rapport now, Bridgewater and KJ Hamler. And I'm going to say about the Jerry Judy thing before I forget, it sucks. You know, he was in line for a true breakout sophomore season, maybe a 1,000-yard season, maybe a Pro Bowl season. That's not, you know, hyperbolic to say. But if there's one position where the Broncos can withstand a loss, it is wide receiver. And Tim Patrick once again showed the NFL how capable he really is. I mean, this guy would be a starter on 20 other teams, and now he's still your number three receiver. So they're in really good hands without Judy. They can get by, and once he gets back, this offense will be humming, and who knows what happens from there. Mundungus Creevy jumping in to say a lot of crow that needs to be eaten. By who? I mean, we never said Teddy was going to suck. I'm not sure who you're talking about. Uh, Couldn't be me. Do we? Are we dis? Were we disappointed that uh, Drew Lock didn't win the competition? Yeah, but did that mean in any way, shape, or form we were wishing Teddy ill or predicting Teddy was going to suck? In no way, shape, or form. Uh, Zach, we've also got Zeus jumping in. There he is. Finally, he says we got a dub in September, and even Michaela here. Given Teddy his props, the Duchess of MHH saying, color me impressed by the Broncos overall, Teddy, and by Pat Shermer's play calling. Zach, what were your thoughts? And also, I am supreme. Uh, Broncos have playmakers. Teddy is one. We are back. And then Diamond Rattler, boom, let's go. Thanks to all of you. But what was your uh, view of Pat Shermer's day at the office as far as play calling? Uh, well, apparently I see BNS in the side comment. He wants me to acknowledge the fact that Vic was crazy aggressive and actually managed the clock crow pie for me, and I'm happy to eat it. Hashtag all Pro Bowls. He, again, Fangio had the Broncos ready to play the players. He was also ready to coach, and the game plans were on point on offense and defense. I thought Pat Shermer, to answer the question, he started out looking like Pat Shermer of old. Run, run, pass, run, run, pass, punt, same sequence. Wasn't much you know, ingenuity to it. He wasn't pushing the ball downfield. And then after that little sputtering in the first quarter or so, they started to move the ball, they incorporated play action. They had Teddy rolling out. They took shots where it was warranted. They kept going in the middle of the field down the seams to Noah Fant, the tight ends. He used all three tight ends. And I think by the third quarter, nine different receivers for the Broncos caught passes. You really can't complain too much when you have that level of productivity and everyone's getting the ball and making things happen with it. It is one game, but I have to give credit where it's due. It's only right. What's right is right. Pat Shermer called a good game today. Jonathan Cameron with another super. Thank you, Jonathan. Make sure you connect with us on Twitter so that we can not only keep the conversation going, but we like to shout out our superstars and supporters after each podcast. He says, is this what we have been saying about ball control offense since Peyton? This feels fun again. Yeah, it did feel fun. It wasn't boring. I mean, it took a a few um, drives and possessions for the Broncos to kind of get going offensively, Zach. But you never really felt like you – you never really were like chewing your fingernails expecting a train wreck of any sort. You were like, all right, it might not be pretty, but we're going to probably be okay today regardless of, you know, what may come. And then Teddy, you know, turned it on and played really, really well. 
distributed the ball to everybody. I mean, that's one of the things we yeah. talked about, Zach, and our keys to the game is Teddy Bridgewater. Hey, man, you don't have to be Superman out there. You don't have to be Cam Newton 2015. You don't have to be Pat Mahomes 2018. Go out there and be John Stockton 1997 <laughs> and be a point guard, distribute the ball to these phenomenal weapons. Exactly. And yeah, it's really tough to nitpick. You know, it, it did start kind of slow and you were kind of going, oh, you know, when are we going to get some action here? But they converted on third down. I don't have it in front of me. I knew at one point they were like uh, six of 11. I, they were seven of 15 on third down and they were three of three on fourth down. They kept moving the chains. They dominated time of possession. And also the biggest most glaring positive on offense in terms of game script and, and, and productivity, they scored before the half and they scored right after the half. They doubled up for once. I was praying it was going to happen. I was not expecting it and it actually happened. And T.O.P., they won 35-24. to 24. I mean, just in all phases of the game, they executed exactly what they wanted to do and they imposed their will on a really strong Giants defense. All right, uh, we got to grab this one here from Drew, a legendary Super Chat superstar. Was also there today also for uh, Kelperman's Corner. Loved seeing yeah. you. Appreciate the support, Thank you, Drew. He says, great win. Teddy played damn good. Gordon, the defense as a whole, Vaughn coming back with two sacks. To quote Ice <laughs> yes. Q, I got to say, today it was a good day. Hey, amen, bro. It really was. Yeah, I mean, literally every question mark that you and I personally had about the Broncos coming into the season, Melvin Gordon, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, you know, the coaching staff, it was all checked boxes today. I can't complain at all about one game. It is one game, it is week one, and I want to see what they can do against better competition. But when you look at these stats, when you look at the score, I mean, even that final score wasn't as close as the game actually was. This was an imposing, dominant Denver victory. Straightforward. Good to see you. Thank you for the super. He says, that was exciting. Wow. Great game one. Yes, it was. Jesse, another great superstar, saying, let's go. Broncos fans, stand up. He's stoked. He's like, ah! He's like running outside of his house, hair on fire, banging the pans like it's freaking uh, New Year's Eve. And we love it, dude. We love it. Um, and yes, you know, people, Mark Lindemood's going, where's all the those 0-1-1 guys? I don't know. Uh, the Mile High Roundtable, yeah. Zach, for what it's worth, Mile High Huddle, this is very atypical. Usually there's a few dissenting right. picks it was a in consensus. a given game. It was a consensus. Yeah. Everyone picked Denver to win at MHH this game. And, uh, you know, it was really good to see them come through. You know, I'm, I'm Chad – more so than us patting ourselves on the back, I think most of Broncos country was predicting or, or hoping for a win today. I'm so happy, though, for Broncos fans that are commenting and with their hair on fire and saying today was a good day and celebrating. Y'all have earned this. Y'all have waited for this. And it's not a Super Bowl. It's not a playoff clinching victory. It is still week one again. It is the Giants. But just to have a two-touchdown win and to play that well and to play that professional they look like an nfl team not some keystone cops running all over the field so i'm really happy for you guys and i want you for at least one day to revel in this uh we got one here as well from donald uh, netanyahu have my flight booked for jacksonville i'll be there to help root our fellas to a 2-0 start very cool that's right the denver broncos draw uh the jaguars next week and then they get to come home Week three for their home opener, and we will be there, Zach, for the MHH yeah. meet and greet. Uh, Josh Allstrom, good to see you, buddy. He says, Teddy was actually kind of aggressive. 
yeah, it'll be cool. I didn't chart the game. I know Eric Trickle did, so we'll wait to see what Eric sees has to say about that. And there will be some analytics we can look at from PFF probably tomorrow. But I did really – it was so encouraging. You know, I had my misgivings about Teddy. You know, is he going to have the – not so much, Zach, the shoes to push it deep, but just like the recognition, the discernment, the feel of the game, knowing when and how to do it, the arm strength. None of that yeah. was – all of those concerns went out the window in the in the first game against the Giants. Teddy was phenomenal. I mean, he was really, really good. I can't say one word bad about Teddy other than, dude, let's get that helmet strap yeah. figured out, my dog. Yeah, the only thing was he took, uh, I think, an exorbitant amount of hits today, and he's kind of a, a slight – slighter kind of person, slighter build. I, I was kind of, you know, gritting my teeth and crossing my fingers about him holding up, but hopefully he's A-OK and just uh, kind of feeling the bumps and bruises of a game. He was aggressive today. He was pushing the ball down the field. And I wonder, Chad, if even subconsciously the Broncos coaching staff and Teddy, they're trying to dispel this arm strength, you know, narrative about Teddy that he, he's a check down artist. He doesn't move the ball 10, 15 yards down the field. He was making throws that I haven't seen in quite some time. The aggressiveness, the the accuracy, and, and you know, honestly, the strength to get the ball to the outside. Again, that outbreaking route to Hamler about 20 yards down the field. He had a defender draped on his waist. That takes arm talent, so I'm happy to see that he did that. And one more point, though, about next week, the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Broncos are coming off a momentous victory. They have a ton of momentum going forward, and the Jacksonville just got smacked by the Texans of all teams, the Texans, the projected number one overall in the draft Texans. So I think the Broncos should coast. That's not a hot take. I think they're going to coast in week two. Uh, look at this, guys. We're talking about your Denver Broncos coasting to a win in an away game. I mean, this is this is where we're at. And that's why the comments and the supers and every, of everyone saying this is exciting, this was fun, it feels good. So enjoy it. Get your mind off any negativity. Get your mind off anything that is going to make you not enjoy this while you got it, okay? Real quick, Zach, I just want to run through some of the stats for people, yep. and then we'll get back to the chat. Melvin Gordon, by virtue of that 70-yard rush, because, guys, up until that point, MG, the third, was looking a tad bit pedestrian. But just like we uh, say if you're a fantasy football owner or whatever, you're like, Hey man, I would have got my butt kicked if, uh, or or so and so, you know, Jerry Judy sucked all day t this week or whatever, except for that one play. Thankfully, I got it. And you know, without that though, I would have lost. You got the play, so it doesn't matter. Melvin Gordon got the long run, right? That's what's actually in the books. So he finished the day with a almost ten yards per carry average, thanks to that and a score. The rookie Pookie with fourteen carries for forty-five yards. He did a lot of tough running, Zach. A lot of tough running into what was a pretty stout Giants front seven. And I think eventually some of those, that, that tough running, it's going to pop soon for him. But it's kind of yeah. interesting. If you look here, Zach, Javante out-toted MG the third by three carries. They went to him three times more than they did Melvin. Yeah, one thing I noticed is that it seems like it's a truly even timeshare. This isn't 70-30 in Gordon's favor. It looks 50-50 down the middle. He would get one series, and then Javante would come in for the next series, and they would alternate. And, you know, it was a great run, not taking anything away from Melvin. Again, I didn't even know he had that second gear. All props to him for that. But if you take that run away, that's 10 rushes for 30 yards. 
That's three yards a carry. That's not overly impressive there. So obviously, Javante is the future, and it's only a matter of time before he takes over. But if you still can get that level of playmaking ability from Melvin Gordon, if he can take one to the house from 70 yards away, that can't hurt at all. I mean, they're going to be a lethal ground attack, which will only help Teddy Bridgewater more. Plus, you're going to get Mike Boone back here uh, in the not-too-distant future. Uh, Catching up on a couple supers real quick, and then I want to cover a couple more things statistically here. I am supreme. Again, thanks, bro. He says, offensive skill players plus the so-fly zone equals good times. Yes, indeed, my friend. And then, of course, we got Shane Daniels checking in on YouTube as well. Thank you, bro. He says, a great win. Teddy was steady. The defense was stout, and the whole team played well. I would go beyond saying Teddy was steady in this game, Zach. I would say Teddy was bonafide dynamic now again you know if his one receiver doesn't drop a a deep ball that he should have caught then you could say hey explosive but this showed you that this is an offense that on any given Sunday with Teddy under center has the wherewithal to be explosive if when the stars align yeah, I would normally agree with his famous nickname, Steady Teddy, but he was way, way more so than Steady today. They won, the Broncos did, on the strength of Teddy Bridgewater's arm. He made the plays to get the Broncos in the red zone, and in some cases in the end zone. He accounted for two touchdowns. And you look at it, 28 of 36 for 264, two tutties, no picks, a 115.7 rating. I will take that all day long. I'm no mathematician, Chad. What is 28 into 36? It's got to be... I don't know, 78, 80%? I'll do the math. I wish I knew offhand, but I'm terrible at math. Either way, it's a really good day for Teddy at the almost office. Seven, almost 78%. I was close. And it, 78% of his passes, and it wasn't for 150, 200 yards. He did way, way more than I thought he would. He made a fan out of me today, for sure. Uh, Isaiah eleven twenty seven. Great to see you in the chat, my friend. Long time, long time member of our community. He says the only concern I had was the lack of pass rush. Your thoughts, fellas? Hashtag MHH fam. NFL is back. Yes, it is, my friend. Thank yes, God. it is. Um, I, you know, this was it was kind of a uh, ski wampus on the. Uh, and yes, Andrew Lampy, we will talk about this. Who was a linebacker who couldn't ever keep his helmet on? Um, it was kind of a ski wampus day in terms of. Uh, ball possession. I mean, the Broncos went some serious stretches there in the second half without the freaking Giants offense touching the ball. Uh, So I I wouldn't read too much into that. Plus, Zach, Bradley Chubb didn't play. Malik Reed is a really hustle guy. I I have nothing but love and respect for Malik, but he is a jag. All right. He's he's just a guy. He's going to execute. He's going to do his job. The majority of his NFL sacks, though, all right, are cleanup sacks or coverage sacks. Not like Vaughn. Like today, you saw Vaughn do Vaughn things, which is beat his man. Like that first sack he got against Nate Solders. Zach, that was straight up. I out uh, executed you. I at or out, uh, you know, football strategized you. I won my matchup as opposed to a quarterback oh, holding it down, oh, pump fake, ah, kind of scrambling left, and then boom, get sacked by Malik Reed. I liked. I would love to see more of Malik just straight up winning his matchup, whether it's bending the edge or a rad inside counter move or something to get to the queue. But usually his sacks are of the cleanup variety, and you need yeah. guys like that. Wait till Bradley gets back out there, Isaiah, is my message here, before you worry too much about the pass rush. 
And again, I think the Broncos absolutely, as we talked about about four or five days ago, we kind of hinted at this. It might be a possibility. They made the right call holding out Bradley Chubb. They did not need him to win today's game, and I would rather sacrifice week one to have weeks two through 18. They're only going to get better as the season goes on, as Vaughn feels more comfortable. Again, he did what he did having not played a game since 2019. That's impressive, especially for someone at his advanced age, as the national media likes to say. So I was really impressed. I would like to see Fangio blitz more, but in this case, he really didn't have to. All he had to do was let Daniel Jones be Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones showed you again who he is. That is the epitome of a replacement-level quarterback. That guy is god-awful. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, real quick here, and we're going to do an update on the stars, but I've got a really quick here. I'm juggling a couple of things. Bear with me one second. Uh, James says, how about that block by Saubert that helped spring that 70-yard run? I love seeing that. That's exactly why Eric Saubert was brought in. Not so. It, what's crazy is he actually outkicked his coverage in the summer as far as being a receiver, and so you're like, wow, this dude might bring more than just blocking acumen to the table. But, Zach, he was signed – to be that guy who can set the edge, get to the second level, seal off lanes, seal off holes. Yes, indeed. He was at the point of attack on that. Got to feel good for whichever guy in the personnel department said, hey, let's bring in this Salbert dude to help us in our 12 personnel looks. Salbert wasn't a signing I was crazy about. I was like, okay, he might be just an off-season body or training camp fodder. He's just a blocking tight end, but he was a lot better at blocking than Nick Vanette was last year. They finally have a capable guy who can catch passes. And I've made this comparison before, but Salbert reminds me of kind of a, a poor man's version of Jake Budd, but at least he's healthy. At least he's on the field contributing, unlike Jake Butt. So when he's your third tight end behind Albert O, who had an, a, a good rebound game after that fumble, and Noah Fan, who looks like a, a possible Pro Bowl player, that's a stacked position group, just like wide receiver. I just tweeted this, Chad, but when Tim Patrick is your next man up, you're in really good shape. Real quick, an update. At, first of all, Ronnie, who is single-handedly where – where did I set those? I had to reorganize my desk. I'll find him in a minute. But 
uh, Ronnie was single-handedly responsible for hooking us up with some really cool uh, giveaway items that went to the top five finishers in last month's Facebook goal. Appreciate you, Ronnie. He says, Broncos football today was indeed super fun. And then, Zach, here's an update on the top star senders uh, for this evening. All right. Working toward that 250K goal for the month of September, getting themselves in the running for the Justin Simmons jersey. Michael at the top. Shane, love you, buddy. Zeus, love you. James, love you. Claude, love you. Gary, love you. Steve, Pete, Colby in the house. What's up? David Wilder, Corwin Robinson, Howie Frickin' Day, and Anthony Bradshaw. Thanks to each and every one of you. Remember, by putting in stars and contributing to the goal, you are automatically in the running for that. <laughs> Moji goes, the most you might get, the more tickets you'll have in the hat. So keep it coming. We appreciate you guys. Thank you, guys. And yeah, real quick, I don't know if you saw it, Chad, but Philip Lindsay did have a touchdown today for the Texans and they're, you know, I guess upset of the Jaguars. I'm so happy to see Phil do well. You love to see it, but you also miss it. Yep. Yep. Um, here's the Zombinator. Thank you for that, buddy. Nice win. Prayers up for Judy. Guys, if you're just jumping into the chat, uh, we're 36 minutes into our live stream broadcast here. There is an update from Benjamin Albright of KOA, Zach, and you saw the tweet, so I'll leave it yeah. to you to explain to people while I pull up uh, our list of superstars because we got to rapid fire through some people who've been waiting patiently. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys saw it live, it looked like Jerry Judy broke his ankle or a significant injury. And, you know, the way he was carted off, it reminded me of how Dak Prescott was hurt last year against the same Giants team. It might have been against Logan Ryan again, but he didn't suffer. X-rays came back negative, according to Tom Pelissero. He did not suffer a broken ankle, reportedly. He suffered a high ankle sprain, which isn't great. Those tend to linger. He's going to be on the shelf, according to Ben Albright, for about six to eight weeks, but not a season-ending injury. He might go on IR for three weeks, but he'll be back at some point this year. It sucks for him. He was primed for a breakout, but again, if there's one position where the Broncos can withstand a loss, it's a wide receiver. K.J. Hamler looks ready to fill that role. All right, let me, uh, let me do some catch-up here, guys. Thank you for the support on Super Chat, guys. You are going off, and thank you for your patience. We got Big A. Little A, R-O-N, Aaron Lynch, throwing down. Appreciate you, bro. Good to see you. He says, I wanted Locke for the ceiling. Teddy showed the poise today. I will never complain about a Broncos win. Cheers to a good start. That was basically our, our view on it as well. But at the end of the day, as we sit here now in the wake of Denver's first game in which they won, you know, running away here, beggars can't be choosers. That's It's in the rear view. Time will tell, you know, retrospect rear view mirrors will tell whether or not that was ultimately the right decision for the Broncos long-term in the short term, Zach, all we can say for now is it doesn't feel like it was necessarily the wrong decision for this team right now. Exactly. And we can only go on one regular season game, which was today, which ended about, you know, what, less than an hour ago now. So coming out of that game, Teddy Bridgewater was the right quarterback, is the right quarterback for Denver. I still want to see the entire team do it against better competition. We might not get that barometer test until week four against Baltimore, but through one week, one game, bravo. I literally cannot be more impressed. Uh, Here's a a few I'm going to run through, Zach, from Duke Mondrafon. A newer name. Thank you, Duke. Make sure you connect on Twitter. He says, I guess Vaughn is still Vaughn. Two sacks. Woohoo. Yes, indeed. And then also Lord Deer kind of echoing that woohoo up in Canada. Thank you, buddy. He says, woohoo. That's it. Have a great week. Guys, you can have this is going to be a great week. You can start your week off on the right foot because your team got a dub and snapped an ignominious slump in September. Love that. 
Uh, Shul, you're jumping in. Good to see you. Uh, I'm very glad we picked KJ Hamler. I'm excited to see him this year, even with that drop. Are the fumbles a worry? It was a little bit concerning, Zach, seeing uh, you know the the ball get put on the ground like that. And as I tweeted during the game, you know, kind of a gut reaction type of tweet. I said of Albert Okaway Boonham, you know, my lasting impression of Albert O in this very moment is dropping a bunch of dimes and touchdowns in New England and a fumble. But he's only been in, what is this? Was it, I think, his fourth or fifth NFL game that he's actually participated in because he tore his ACL last year after missing the first quarter of the season, basically. So I wouldn't worry too much about it at this point, though. I wouldn't either. They only committed one turnover. They only had five penalties. I mean, this was about as clean as a week one game as you could have hoped for with the new team and a lot of new moving parts, especially a quarterback. I wouldn't say it's a concern. You would like to see Alberto, if you want to nitpick, hold the ball a little tighter, not like a loaf of bread, but he'll get that coached up. And hopefully KJ Hamler gets those butterfingers cleaned up because once they have a perfect operation, I mean, sky's the limit. All right. The, uh, I got to scroll back down here because it's getting hot and heavy. Uh, Dennis Woods, great superstar, a state of being superstar in Michigan. <clears throat> Pardon me, says, uh, I may be wrong, but I only remember one bad throw by Teddy. Should be no more talk about his ability to throw deep. Loved having Vaughn back. Great game. Yes, it was, my friend. And again, there's not really anything negative you can spin on Teddy today. He was really, really good. Zach, here's Spartan2492. It's been a minute. Great to see you, and thank you for that generosity, my friend. He says, hey, Mile High Huddle, it has been a while <clears throat> since I watched live. I've been very busy with work and haven't had a chance to donate to you guys. You guys are awesome with the info. Thank you, guys. Broncos did awesome for their first game. Spartan, hey, dude, seriously, anytime someone supports us on Super Chat or on Facebook or with a subscription, it means the world to us, all right? And especially when at the, a level like that, it really does just blow our minds. And all we can tell you is thank you. It's great to have you back in the saddle. And it's great to celebrate a Broncos yeah. win, not only in the opener, but the month of September. Yeah, it's going to sound super cheesy, super cliche, but we're only that way because of you guys, because we get this platform to talk to you four nights a week. We get to go back and forth, debate with you, you know, give our opinion, hear your opinion, the interaction, the banter. You guys are family to us, not just, you know, viewers on a, on a computer monitor. So we appreciate each and every one of you, especially you, Spartan, for that generosity. Thank you. And guys, that's why we are so just counting the minutes, counting the seconds yeah, till our meet and greet, September 26th. We're going to have some really cool stuff. Big blue MHH tent. going to be hard to miss it, all right, right outside the stadium, south end, all right? We're going to have some fun games, chance to win some prizes, some swag to give away. And, you know, we'll do some content. We'll do a live pod. We're going to have some fun. And really what we're looking forward to most, yeah, the game, it's going to be great to watch the game. Don't get us wrong. But meeting you. And being able to engage with you, find out what your stories are, see so many of you who we've known uh, through the internet, face-to-face, eye-to-eye, we're really looking forward to that. Zach, here's Craig Patterson. Good to see you, buddy. Thank you. He says, I'm pumped to see Teddy Two Gloves play so well. Defense was very good, but could have been a little better. I'm happy to see Drew on the sideline engaged with Teddy. It shows great maturity. Go Broncos. And Zach, piggybacking on that, uh, Craig says, could have been better. Sorry for my fat thumbs. Don't, Don't trip. Uh, Josh Hickey as well on that similar topic. Appreciate you. He goes, I'm a Drew guy, but Teddy was uh, the best Bronco on the field today. Minus missing Patrick in the corner of the end zone. He was lights out. He was lights out, Zach. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to overreact, but that's one of the better Bronco. When you all things considered, his first game, new receivers, this and that, Pat Shermer calling plays for him. This is one of the one of the better Broncos quarterback games since Peyton Manning. Is is that too overreactionary to say, Chad? I don't think that's hyperbolic. I mean, you can go back to a couple of um, big games from Trevor Simeon. You know that road game against the Bengals in 2016. You know, four touchdowns. He had a, himself a day. Uh, Case Keenum was very pedestrian every game he started, which was all 16 for the Broncos in 2018. Uh, Joe Flacco, nothing to write home about at all. Drew has put up some very impressive games uh, in his 18 starts, including the Houston game and the Carolina game last week or last year. But yeah, this was one of the most impressive te- uh, quarterback performances by a Bronco post Peyton. Here's Naj. Good to see you, brother. Thank you for that. He says, Great day, brothers. Game balls to Fangio for going for it on fourth down several times and Teddy for making those fourth down plays. Zach, we're going to grab the queen here with a top rope super next. I want to give her her time here. So first, let's just really talk about this for a second. Vic Fangio, you know, I don't think uh, you need a telegram. I don't think you need an email. It's pretty plain. Vic trusts Teddy Bridgewater, including on fourth down and nothing Teddy did today would dissuade Vic from the next time he's faced with a situation like that from having doubts about pushing the envelope again. Remember Major League with the symbol for how you know courageous one can be, how much testicular fortitude one has, Chad? Um, I'll say one thing, though. It is gutsy. It is ballsy, whatever word you want to use. But you look like a hero when you make it, and you look like a loser and a goat when you don't make it. I will say one thing. I, I am all for you know the Broncos being aggressive, Fourth and two, though, you have an empty backfield, five wide. I wasn't sure that was the best play call. Luckily, it worked. I thought it was going to be a Teddy Bridgewater run, but that's where it can come back to bite the Broncos. If they want to go for it, they have to at least show the illusion of the run and also the pass. Here is the queen. When I say top rope, I mean, anytime we get a triple-digit super chat, it just blows our hair back. And Christy, this is why she's the queen. This is why she is the queen, and it's not the first, probably not going to be the last time she shows this much love uh, for us and for the Broncos and for the community. Thank you so much, Christy. We can't wait to see you in just a couple weeks. She says it feels good to see some Broncos football again. Good to see the team out and hungry for the win. It's been a while. I love it. Thanks, guys. Yes, indeed, Christy. Today feels good, man. Like There's no agonizing over the Other than the Judy injury, there's nothing to agonize over. It was just... It's a good feeling, I think, all Broncos have right now in their gut. Even special teams wasn't a letdown. We didn't get the obligatory, you know, mess up on specials with Tom McMahon's unit. All over, all around, all three phases, the Broncos outclassed the Giants. We haven't been able to say that too often. But, Christy, that is phenomenal. And no words can really do it justice. I look forward to, and Chad does as well, thanking you in person at the meetup in a few weeks. We love you so much. Thank you. Here's Aaron again. Thanks, brother. He says, I don't do the Facebook thing, but just know I love the MHH fam all the same. Enjoy the win, friends, one game at a time. I love this community. We love you, too. And here's the thing, Aaron. Don't worry if you're not a Facebook person. That's the one thing we realized when we did our 500K goal last uh, month. It was more like a six-week thing that it ended up being. But we didn't have a similar contest for our YouTube community, and that changed. All right, we're going for 250,000 stars on Facebook. We'll raffle a Justin Simmons jersey off to the Facebook stars who contribute to that goal. 
And the same thing goes for our YouTube Super Chat Superstars. At the end of this month, in the month of September, the top five superstars with the most love for MHH will add it up. We're keeping track. And tomorrow, uh, Scott's working on a graphic, working on a uh, uh, ranking for us so we can show you guys where the superstars are ranked. Uh, You'll be able to see. But it's going to be very similar to the Facebook thing, only the top five at the end of the month. They'll have tickets in the hat, and uh, we'll draw and one of one of you will get that Justin Simmons jersey plus a little special thank you, a little special something um, from MHH to go along with that, Zach. Yeah, it's just another show of our support, and I know it's not comparable to what you guys do for us, but we will do anything to kind of give back to the community, and that's why we look forward to seeing you guys in just a few weeks, those that can make it out there. All right, speaking of Facebook, I'll do an update here on where things stand today in just a second, but I want to look through some of our our star mavens in the chat here and see if I can find anyone. I don't want, on days like this where it's hot and heavy, uh, yeah, this is good verbiage that Leroy Leroy's throwing down here, sharing a brain. Um, I want to make sure we we get to some of the questions and comments here from from our Facebook community. So bear with me just for a second here. Well, anyone still asking about Jerry Judy chat, anyone joining us late in the show, yep. he is he has a high ankle sprain according to reports. He's out six to eight weeks. Could have been worse if you saw it happen live. It looked like a broken ankle, but it's a high ankle sprain, and he'll be out for uh, you know quite a while. This is why, though, you know, guys like Zach and I were like, mm, hey, we're, we're all about K.J. Hamler, but was it wise to take two receivers with your first two picks in the 2020 draft? Right. Now it's looking like straight wisdom in hindsight because, yeah, if if your backup guy, you know, Tim Patrick, obviously not a backup. I mean, you can look at a depth chart and be technical and say, well, did he start, whatever, and you can do that. But he was playing starter snaps. In fact, early on in this game, that's who Teddy was kind of going to he ended up spreading the ball around to everybody. But when your guys – I mean, first of all, you got Cortland Sutton, so you're going to be okay. But when you've got guys like Timmy P, K.J. Hamler, all right, to be able to step in and fill the void that might be left from Jerry's absence over the next two months probably, plus studs like Noah Fan at tight end, Albert Okaway-Boonham, who showed some serious fortitude, some will to get to that pylon. I mean, the dude's a big lumbering – explosive athlete. He might not be the smoothest of athletes in the same way that Noah Fant is. I mean, Noah Fant, big, strong guy. Don't get me wrong, but he's basically, Zach, a big receiver. You got those two guys. This offense is going to be fine, and we didn't even mention the running backs. So it'll be all right. It's very tragic for Judy. We were really hoping for big things. This was going to be it for him, but he will be back this season, it appears, at this point. And you know what's encouraging? I'm looking over the box score right now. You know who was the most targeted that Bronco in this game? It wasn't Judy, it wasn't Handler, Patrick, Cortland Sutton. It was Noah Fant. So not only did Pat Shermer remember that Noah Fant is a person and he exists, he kept trying to hashtag feed Fant, which is what they have to do. That will be Teddy Bridgewater's best friend, not just in the red zone, but down the seam every single game. He's in for a big year. Shout out to Michael. Appreciate you, brother. Um, yes, Mark on Facebook. He says, Chad, I hope you keep Broncos for breakfast around. Scott Kennedy and Nick Kendall are great to listen to. Yes, indeed. Yep. The initial plan with Broncos for breakfast when we started it this past um, offseason leading up to the draft was they wanted to do it through the draft. And then by the time we got to the draft, both of them were like, this is so much fun. We're loving this. Let's keep doing it. And so there's no end in sight. And if you guys continue to show up in that chat and patronize them and be there for them in the same way that you are for us in the other evening live stream pods, 
they might go from just doing Tuesday and Thursday mornings to making a, a daily occurrence. So glad to hear that positive feedback. And uh, it's really cool, I think, for our community to have some morning content uh, at least twice a week. We'll see if we can maybe bump that because, Zach, we are going to be rolling out our YouTube membership here very, very soon where a lot of new content is going to be coming down the pipe. Yeah, looking forward to it for sure. All right, I'm looking through here. We will do a uh, rapid fire on Super Chat here in a second. But um, as I continue to sift through, uh, Seth Harmon, what's good, buddy? Good to see you. He said that corner who got stiff-armed by Teddy on the Albert O touchdown, not going to sleep well tonight. Yeah, probably going to have to hang his head in shame in that film room when they break this down as a team in the same way that Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson had to do last year when Sam Darnold juked him on whatever that was, 40-some-odd-yard touchdown romp. Uh, the Giants, not to take anything away from the Broncos, but God, I have not seen a, a worse tackling team in quite a while. They literally were going for arm tackles and missing constantly. Uh, it benefited the Broncos, and yeah, if you get stiff arm by Albert O into the end zone like that, you're going to have a bad film day the next day. Dan Compton, thank you, buddy. He says, uh, hey, guys, I've been watching you for quite a while and wanted to show some support. A uh, big lock fan, but Teddy was great today. Nice score by Albert O. And guys, if you see me doing this, this, I had a contractor here fixing the AC in my office today, which is why we didn't go live for halftime. And the door being open and whatnot, I got a couple of flies that I'm, I'm – this has been my, my bane so far, Zach, since I got this AC. It's supposed to be good to go henceforth. Fingers crossed. I've said my prayers and, and paid my tithes to the AC gods, and here we are. It's about to start getting cold anyway in the Rockies. But still, if you see me doing a little – you know, I'm not quite as good as Daniel's son to, you know, grab a fly out of the air like on Karate Kid with, with chopsticks. So i got to kind of do one of these. But, uh, Dan, appreciate you, buddy. Yeah. And uh, welcome to the fray, Dan. We hope you can join us going forward in the live chats. Uh, Josh Shadow, another legendary oh, you, Super Chat superstar, jumping in. Thank you, buddy. He says, heck of a win. My, that was fun. Winning is never bad, and Teddy is looking good. Only one game, so I'm trying not to jump the gun. But let's keep playing like this. Yeah, guys, and I, don't, I wouldn't even say too much about Hey, now let's let's mitigate expectations here. It was only one game. Hello, that's obvious. We know that. But guys, it has been freaking a long time since this team won in September. It's been a long time since this team really gave you a fun, uh, entertaining offensive product on the field. I mean, again, Drew put up a couple of games like that, but it was only a couple of games where it was like really loosey-goosey. Hey, man, we're just rolling here. We're just cruising. And so you deserve to enjoy this. Put the doubts aside, put it in you know a little package, put it in your mental closet, forget about it for now, and just really soak this in. Winning really cures all, doesn't it, though, Chad? You know, the, the hot seat for Vic Fangio, the questions about Teddy Bridgewater, Melvin Gordon, Von Miller, the defense, how they're going to come together. You know, I'm so happy for the fan base again that when you celebrate a victory and you've earned that victory, because the Broncos did today, it really feels good. So revel in it, like I said. You know, it is one game. It is week one. But they looked damn good for a week one game and week one team. All right, Zach, real quick here. We're sitting here at 54 minutes, so we got to start uh, rapid firing here uh, because we do have to get to uh, some some content up at milehighhuddle.com. We got guys like Luke Patterson and Eric Trickle and Lance Sanderson and all those guys working on content. Don't, don't get us wrong, but uh, as the editors of the site, we're the ones that have to preside over that before it gets published. So um, 
we'll have to be getting off here in just a minute. But here's an update on today's star supporters, the leaderboard. We opened tonight's stream, Zach, at 12% to our 250K goal. Here's the leaderboard for today's stream. Michael at the top still, Shane number two, Zeus number three, James number four, Claude number five, Gary six, Steve seven, Dave eight, Pete nine, Colby 10, Corwin 11, Howie 12, and Anthony at 13. Thanks to each and every one of you. And again, tonight it's hot and heavy, but we're having a little bit harder time getting to all the comments. I hope you guys can understand that. But the support, hey, you're helping to keep the lights on with those stars. And, hey, you get a little something-something out of it. It's entering you into the Justin Simmons giveaway. So thanks. Yeah, and we appreciate, you know, whether you star, whether you super chat or not, you know, every comment, every syllable we take into account and we acknowledge and appreciate. Thank you, guys. It's been a great podcast tonight. All right. Let me – yes, it has. Let me back it up here because we have some ground to make up here after – Big A, little A, R-O-N's second super. So let me, let me. hopefully this doesn't make me scroll again. It did. Dang it. I hate it when it does that. Um, Max Power from across the pond. He said, Teddy balled out like I said he would. Go Broncos. It was great to see Teddy balling out. We got Mark Langley, also a legendary Mount Rushmore superstar. Love you, bro. He says, what's up, my guys? A great win to start. Hashtag Teddy Two Gloves. Hashtag Huddle Up Pod. Hashtag Football Priest. Love you, Mark. Hope you're doing well, buddy. Um, Dave from Georgia, another legendary superstar. We've had him on the show for Superstar Segment. Hope you've been well, my friend. He says, winning in September. So this is what we've been missing. It's like, oh, this this is how the other half lives. (laughs) Uh, Great game from pretty much everybody. Hashtag Broncos country. And then Michaela, Zach, look at this. Just unbelievable generosity. Love you. Thank you, Michaela. Duchess, flexing. All right, supporting her team, supporting MHA. She says, what a great day. Broncos won convincingly, and I did okay at fantasy. MHH rocks. You two were going head to head in the fantasy league, weren't you? How, how's that shaking out? Last I looked, Chad, she was beating me pretty bad. I think it was I, she had eighty points, and I had like forty six points. I want to look real quick. Let me pull it up, Michaela, in real time for you, so I can give you your just desserts if you're correct. Yeah, you are smacking me. One twenty six to sixty four. I think all I have left is Lamar Jackson, who plays tomorrow night. So, congrats on the week one victory, Michaela. Both ways. Dennis Woods again. Thanks, bro. He says, again, this is game one. Several games left to hone things before the more difficult games come up. Looking forward to the future of this team. Yes, indeed. But that's why in the first quarter of this season, you go Giants, Jags, then home for the Jets. I watched the Jets game this morning, and I think the Broncos, if we get a similar version of the Broncos we saw today, I think that the Jets will will be handled in the home opener. And then you've got Baltimore, Zach, to close out the first quarter of the season. If you can go three and one in that stretch, you are really setting yourself up to be a threat for the playoffs in the middle and then down the stretch. The Jets, you know, they, they, Zach Wilson threw two touchdowns. He looked like, as I thought Zach Wilson would, but they lost Makai Becton, their star tackle, to it looked like a significant injury. He might not play. I don't know, you know, the latest on him in week three. That's an extremely beatable team. So are the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you know what? After Baltimore lost like 20 running backs in the last week or so, that might be a beatable team, too. I'm not getting ahead of myself. I want the Broncos to take it one game at a time. But if they can play that level of football they exhibited today, they're going to go a long ways against any team. All right, here. We uh, got a few more to catch up on, and then we will say goodnight and see you tomorrow for the Aftermath pod. Uh, Brian Greenfield, another legendary superstar, says, I liked what I saw from Josie Jewell and Alexander Johnson in coverage, and I also loved the O-line play. 
And Johnson was looking good, but the stats not great. He runs hard. I think he meant he meant Javante uh, uh, right uh, instead yeah. of Johnson. But yes, hey man, people sleep too much on the Jewel Johnson linebacking duo. They were solid in coverage today, but the Giants were without Evan Ingram. Keep that in mind. But yes, an encouraging first game for that duo, and it was cool to see Josie get a get a uh, takeaway. Yeah, and also Saquon coming back from the ACL. So it was, you know, not the most prolific uh, Giants offense, but I I thought for the most part when Jewel wasn't covering a slot receiver, uh, I thought they held up pretty well in both coverage and both, you know, obviously the run game. Uh, Damian Clark Warren jumping in, longtime listener and superstar, member of the community saying, solid win. O-line was the highlight for me against a top three defensive line. Yeah, there was a couple of facepalm moments that the uh, broadcast uh, chose to feature, like Garrett Bowles kind of getting the snot bubble, as Mark Schlereth like yeah, to say. What is that, that about? Uh, <laughs> that's one of his famous little you know phrases. And then, of course, there was that shot of uh, Dalton Reisner getting trucked by Leonard Williams. But overall, as a unit, they definitely played well, protected Teddy quite well. And then David Wilder jumping over from Facebook to YouTube, supporting the cause. And David, what's your, your profile pick? What's that T-shirt you're rocking? Is that a football priest tee? Looks like it. If it is, dude, you got to send us that selfie. We'll flex you out on uh, MHH Instagram at mile underscore high underscore huddle on Instagram. Yeah, I want to give some credit to the offensive line. Obviously, we talked about Bowles and Reisner. Cushenberry, I think, played well for the most part. His name wasn't called. You know, they had no major penalties or sacks allowed. But how about Graham Glasgow? At right tackle. How about Bobby Massey? I mean, right guard. How about Bobby Massey at right tackle? That right side of the line was my biggest fear, especially against teams that have dominant front sevens, and you wouldn't know it today. They played really well. All praise be to Mike Munchak. Yes, indeed. Not much that you can really nitpick for these Denver Broncos today. I mean, it was a really good game, and the only thing to really wring your hands over was that super unfortunate injury to Jerry Judy and the good news on that though guys in case you are just joining us it's looking like a six to eight week recovery for Judy however you're going to get Jerry Judy back in this season so that's good Trevor appreciate you D'Angeli's jumping in with some stars really appreciate that my brother Um, and then a couple more here guys and then we got to get on out Uh, I saw one here from BG a top rope super thank you Brian wow Brian been with us a long time he was the sole owner of the record individual super chat on the channel for about 18 months until just a couple months ago, it was broken by D dub Dale set the record. And then now that's been tied by a couple of other superstars, including Michaela Uh, BG love you, bro. He says, wasn't a fan of the garbage time yards and points Uh, talking about the Giants. seems silly after gambling early and then uh, play a very soft defense on the last drive. And guys, don't get crazy. It was the Giants we were playing, and I'm not buying their defense is good till I see more Giants games. I feel you on that, and I understand that you want to. You know, I think part of the psychology here, Zach. I'm not going to say for all Broncos fans, but for some Broncos fans, is you've been so traumatized over the last five years, the depredations of these past five years, that you know you're afraid to hope a little bit. And so, if you want to take more of a uh, cautious optimistic approach to the next three games and then kind of revisit where you stand as far as your confidence in this team. I don't blame you. And that's up. That's the right of every Broncos fan under the sun, but I'm just telling you right now, 
put that to a side for a minute and just enjoy this win because it was a lot of fun to watch and it feels good that it was the season opener. Exactly. Brian, I love you and uh, I, I really appreciate all your contributions and what you do for the for the show and uh, the, the interaction you give us. But, you know, I'm never apologizing for a victory in the NFL. Any victory ever. A win is a win is a win. And if the if the Giants would have beaten the Broncos, they wouldn't have apologized either. They wouldn't have said, oh, it's just the Broncos, a team that hasn't been in the playoffs in a half decade now. You never apologize for it. You revel in your victory for at least one day, and then you look forward to the next team. But after... And this is the gut reaction. This is the emotional aftermath, Chad. We are, you know, first processing everything. We haven't had a time to go back and rewatch the game yet. We are, you know, firing from our hips here. But the one takeaway I have is they could not have been more impressive for the most part. They really were that good. Mark Rich, um, another newer name to uh, the Super Chat. So Welcome. thank you, Mark. Connect on Twitter, my friend. He says, thrilled with the end result. Love you guys, and happy to catch a live stream for a change. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Very rad, Mark. It's cool because we see the analytics. I mean, on Apple Pods alone, you know, and Stitcher and Spotify and iHeart and all that stuff, you know, we got about 20,000 people that listen to the the after-the-fact uploads. You know, we take this live stream afterwards, download the MP3, slap an intro, slap an outro, upload it to the RSS feed so that the on-demand audience gets to hear this. So that's where a lot of people listen to the show because they're not always schedule-wise lining up to be able to be in the live stream. So, Mark, hey, dude, we're just gra- uh, glad to have you in the chat, and thank you yeah. for the support, brother. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you around in future podcasts. Thank you. All right, guys. Um, Facebook, guys, uh, one more here from David Wilder. Thank you, buddy. He says, I think it's just a Broncos oh. tee. I didn't. I don't have – I don't get a – I don't have any MHH merch, but I'm going to get some soon. Hey, bro, you keep it up with the support, and we'll send you a T-shirt, okay? That's right. We'll send you one. Um, last one from BNS here. Exactly, Chad. I choose one thing to be happy about. I'll take Vic actually looking like a head coach today. That's right, Zach. It's the little things. Celebrate the small victories. It's the spice of life. Like I said, though, winning cures all. And he still left the offense in Pat Shermer's hands. Pat Shermer is the head coach of the offense. But when it wins, when they win, it works. And when it works, no, none of us are complaining. So let's hope that they can go forward. And Vic might be growing up a little bit, Chad. I mean, he can develop still like any player. He's in only his third year as a head coach. He's not just a coordinator anymore. And maybe, God willing, he's growing into that responsibility. Guys, before we get out of here, we just got to remind you, and thank our sponsor, BetQL, the only app you're going to need to beat your sports book. Find BetQL's information in the description of this video, along with the code MHH to get 25% off at checkout. Don't forget also the special BetMGM offer in the description of this video to receive a free year of BetQL and other sportsbook signup offers and bonuses. And with that, Zach, hey, sign us off to our Facebook community. Thank you so much for the support. All the stars, we love you. We'll make it up to you tomorrow. We'll lean heavy on Facebook, okay? Zach, sign us off, bro. Yes, sir. Chad, have a great rest of your night. I hope you get those uh, flies taken care of. I know how annoying that is. Guys, have a great rest of your Sunday. Happy football season. Happy week one. Happy Broncos victory night. We are so happy to be with you. We appreciate what was a great podcast. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow, uh, same time, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. Until then, though, be sure to follow the Huddle Up Pod on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. 
You can follow the main account on Twitter at Huddle. You can follow Chad and his flies at Chad and Jensen. You can follow myself at Kelberman NFL. If you haven't already, if you want a football priest shirt or a football priest hat or a coffee mug or anything else, go to huddleuppod.com and get your swag on right now. We appreciate you all patronizing that store. And also facebook.com slash Huddle. You want to hit the big blue button, become a, a, a VIP supporter, get exclusive content right away. Kelberman's Corner, I appreciate all of you tuning in with us today. Broncos Book Club and Trickle Zone every single week. Really great stuff. More on the way there. Also, Facebook.com slash Pod. Like that page. And also, guys, if you haven't already, Apple Podcasts, leave your priest a five-star review for a chance to win some swag each and every month. We see all the entrants. We're looking forward to more. Thank you, guys. But if you can't do any of those things, we still love you. We ask you to do these three things that take a few seconds. Subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. If you want to interact with more Broncos fans, you want to bring Broncos country into the huddle, that's the way to do it. We are off, though, until tomorrow night, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. Take care. Enjoy this Broncos victory. And as always, go Broncos. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.